Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I'm excited to be here with you here on the show. So I just want to say welcome if this is your first time listening to the show, if you have been here before and this feels like home to you, welcome back. I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, We're going to be talking about breakups. We're going to be talking about heartbreak. We're going to be talking about how to heal and like process some of the emotions when you're kind of realizing someone really hurt you or maybe someone has really treated you poorly and there's a lot of frustration, there's confusion. Um, And how do we process that? How do you go... How do you start to move forward, you know, in order to then heal, to feel your best, but also to attract a healthy relationship in the future? Um, So that the, the reason why this is the topic for today's episode, because it is the number one thing that I get messages about on Instagram based off of you that are listening to the podcast is, you know, I just went through a breakup. It was, it's been very painful. I'm realizing, you know, that there's a lot of unresolved trauma in my boyfriend or my ex, you know, um, and, and and what I'm starting to notice is there's a lot of frustration around wanting to understand why they did it, wanting to understand how they're doing, like wanting to really understand um, how they could heal or ways that maybe they could help or trying to understand if there was something that, you know, you could have done differently to avoid this inevitable breakup or the way that he treated you trying to justify it in some way of something that maybe you did, okay? So I'm just going to give a couple guidelines of things that I think is healthy and also hopefully helpful and valuable for you in your process if you are in, in a breakup right now or if you just got out of a relationship. And to be honest, even if you didn't just get out of the relationship, if you have Um, been in unhealthy or manipulative relationships in the past and relationships are just kind of like, I don't know, like there's a lot of trust issues there. This will still be uh, relevant and valuable for you. All right. So I've put together a little list of nine different things and who knows, might be 10 by the time I'm done with this podcast episode, if I get carried away and excited. So, um, the number one thing, and this isn't an order of importance. This is just the order that came to my mind. Okay. So it's not like this is a step-by-step thing. These are just different ways. Um, some are mindsets, some are actions to support yourself in healing and learning how to be comfortable being single again, refinding and reconnecting to your confidence and to your sense of self and your ability to trust yourself, because that's my biggest goal with this message is for us to re connect to your confidence and reactivate your trust. Okay. So I'm going to be sharing um, a couple things that have been super supportive for a lot of different clients and also for myself personally. So cutting off all contact. And this is the one where it's a, it's easy in theory, it's difficult in practice. And it depends on that level, you know, like if you feel like the need to like send a message for closure, you know, or if you haven't talked to them, but you still have their phone number, you still have their message logs, you know, it's really difficult to go through and delete that shit or to block them. But I promise you, like, if you know deep down in your heart that this person is dragging your heart through the mud and treating you like shit, and there's a part of you that wants to ignore those red flags, but it's like, it's it's the that, that decision moment, right? Where you can go right or you can go left. You can call them and reopen the wound and get hurt again, or you can delete their number and not give in to that impulse to reach out. And instead asking yourself, what is the validation I'm seeking right now? 
What am I hoping to get out of this? That's an important question. What am I hoping to get out of this? If you're wanting to reach out to them, you know, it's like, are you wanting to feel connection? Are you wanting to feel intimacy? Are you wanting to feel love? Are you, you know, what is it that you're wanting out of the situation that keeps you going back? So there's a part of us that gets kind of addicted to it. And I think that that's oftentimes due to highly sensitive and empathetic people where if you, because... If you're listening to this, I already know that you are sensitive. Your ability to pick up on social situations, on facial expressions, on how someone's feeling, your ability to connect with someone to support them is just incredible because of your sensitivity. And this can be, I'm going to use the word dangerous. This can be dangerous with controlling, manipulative, or narcissistic behaviors and you know tendencies within another person. So if the guy that you're dating has a lot of manipulative characteristics, and you are highly empathetic and highly sensitive, you might not even realize that manipulation is happening. Um, and that's the part that scared the fuck out of me. I'm going to be totally honest. So I was in a narcissistic and manipulative relationship in 2013, 2014. You know, so I was 22, I was 22, 23. And um, I didn't realize what was going on. All I knew was I had this like desire to want to make him understand. And I had this desire to understand him. And I wanted him to see that I was a good person. But he kept kind of like putting me down. And I all of a sudden was confused. I was confused about what was okay and what wasn't. I was confused about my self-expression. I was just fucking confused, okay? And that's not our number two. So number one, cut off all contact. Number two, notice if you have felt confused. And, and even if you're reflecting back, because this is more for the person that's broken up and you are on a healing path and you are reflecting back at these different memories or you're trying to heal, you're trying to feel confident again, you're trying to, trying to process some of the pain that you're feeling, you know? Um, and if you reflect back or maybe you're experiencing it right now and confusion is one of the biggest things, like that is a telltale sign of gaslighting. And so what gaslighting is, is you do is someone telling you what you saw or what you heard didn't happen and saying oh my gosh you must be confused again are you okay are you all right i think something's maybe wrong with you and it, it actually comes from a term um it's really interesting it, it stems from a movie in the 20s and this guy um had his wife upstairs and he would turn the gas lights really, really low down. And so it was barely lit. And he had a mistress that he was sneaking up into his house while his wife was home. And so what he was doing, he turned the lights really dim. And then she would ask and say, why are the lights turned down? And he was like, they're not. Is there something wrong with you? Can you not see well? Are you sick, honey? Do you need to go lay down? Because the lights haven't changed. And so then she questioned her own self-worth, her own um, sanity, and that's where the term comes from. Gaslighting comes from that term where you're, you're seeing something, but someone's making you question your own truth. So then you question yourself, and when you question yourself, you're easily manipulated. So just reflect, has there been a lot of confusion in that relationship? Because um, that's a sign of, ga- of gaslighting. Um So number three is reconnecting with people that you haven't talked to in a while because something that ends up happening with unhealthy relationships is you get isolated. And for me, um, my friends were, my friends didn't like him. My families didn't like him. 
Um, they knew that I wasn't truly happy with him. And I started to lose close contact with a lot of my friends because they were just frustrated because they're like, you know, you say you're going to end it. You say you're going to break up with him, but then you don't. And so I wasn't being true to my word and I wasn't following through with what I said I was going to do. So I, it was affecting my other relationships because I wasn't, I was stuck in an unhealthy dynamic because my worth was outside of me. I didn't feel like I wanted so deeply for someone to understand me and understand my goodness and my heart and my love and that I, I, I mean so well. And he And if you are in a relationship where that person is committed to always making you the villain, saying you are wrong, you are to blame, I can't do this with you because you did this, and taking zero fucking responsibility, that's a red flag, okay? So who in your life have you not talked to in a while because you've been so consumed with this chaotic relationship? Who's And maybe it's just one person, you know, depending on what your capacity is, depending on your, you know, how much... um, social capacity you have, but reconnect with someone that you love that you haven't talked to in a while and just ask them how they're doing. Especially if it's someone that used to you, you used to talk about their breakup a lot. Why don't you reach out to them and ask them how they are doing? Focus out. Maybe give them some love. Give them some gratitude for the friend that they've been and and reconnect to your other relationships that have been put to the side during this um, unhealthy relationship. So Um, number four is consider therapy, right? Consider coaching or therapy. I actually, um, really, really like BetterHelp and I don't have, I want to be a sponsor. I want to be sponsored by BetterHelp here at Joyfully You Podcast. So I don't have any, um, discounts or anything like that to give you, but I do have the referral of just, just Google BetterHelp. The process is really cool. They ask you a bunch of questions. They find out exactly what it is that you're wanting to get support on. And, you know, there's a lot. The Being deeply empathetic is such a superpower. But if there isn't confidence, it can be really destructive. Because we are constantly connecting to other people's emotions. And it's almost a disassociated thing. It's, 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 so talk therapy is really helpful. Obviously, coaching is really helpful, but you could be able to connect with a licensed professional therapist for very affordable pricing, and that's why I recommend it. And it also comes with like a twenty-four, um, a 24-7 like chat box between you and that therapist, and you can switch to a different chair- therapist if you don't like them. So that's number four. Consider talk therapy, okay? Even if you think in your mind, well, it wasn't that bad or other people have it worse. It doesn't matter. If you've experienced kind of some emotional turbulence and you've questioned your own self-worth, you've questioned yourself or you thought, oh my God, am I going fucking crazy, right? Just give yourself that gift of even just trying it for one month, okay? So just consider therapy. Number five, stop trying to understand or justify why they did what they did. You will lose yourself all over again in your freaking head if you're trying to understand why they did what they did. Because, you know, deep down, it's almost like the mind trying to find, was there a way I could have prevented this? I could have stopped this, right? And this is, you know, anyone that struggled with people-pleasing, the shadow side of people-pleasing is control. Because if you're able to people please, you can control a situation to be a favorable outcome. You can control it so it's more harmonious, more enjoyable, less awkward, no conflict, blah, blah, blah. So um, this is, 
you know, we're trying to see, was there something I could have done to change the outcome? And that comes down to control versus releasing it and saying, I'm never going to fully understand, but I can do work to understand myself and the role I played in this. Because the biggest thing that I was pissed off about myself with was how did I let this happen and how did I not see the red flags or why did I think that the red flags weren't that big of a deal? Because it was almost this like, well, I'm just going to go with the flow and see like how it, what happens. You know, I didn't have these clear boundaries within myself of what was acceptable and what was unacceptable. And I also didn't have the skills to communicate what was upsetting me because I would get so overwhelmed and nervous that I would just clam up. And I couldn't talk, you know? So if you've ever struggled with like communicating, expressing, because there's like a sensory overload and it's like, oh my God, I can't speak. You know, what I've um, learned to do when that happens, because this has been ever since I was a child. Ever since I was a child, if I was in trouble and say my mom was yelling at me, she'd be like, come on, well, tell me what happened. And I just was like, I would just start crying and I couldn't talk. It's like I, I felt mute because I couldn't find the right words to express how I was feeling because the emotions were so overwhelming, okay? So even now, what I do is like, I just know I need a day. If I go, if it's something really intense, I need to step away from them and focus on myself to find out what am I actually feeling right now? What is actually going on? And what is it that I need to change? Because whenever we want to express something that upset us, it's nice to be able to also share something that you want instead. Instead of I'm mad at you for doing that, it's I'm mad at you for doing that. And in the future, this is how I, w- this is how I would feel most supported. Because um, if they're open, and this is the thing, is once you ask someone to make a change, then there's a trust afterwards that they're going to do it. And if they continue the same cycle without, like, that's also a form of gaslighting because they'll say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make that change. That's never going to happen again. I'm so sorry. And there's like a love bombing where it's like, I love you so much. You're the light of my life. I can't live without you. You are the other half. Like we are, we were connected at, you know, this is a twin flame soul alignment. We've been together in a past life. Like whatever love bombing shit that like, you're like, okay, I hear that. And I like that. But what is it? What is you, what do you feel in your body? Does your body feel anxious as shit? So stop trying to understand or justify why they did what they did. And instead connect with why you did what you did. Not saying there's blame or anything like that, but it's like, what's the role that we played? And how can we start to have love and tenderness towards ourselves? Because I didn't realize how much resentment and anger I had towards myself because I felt like I should have known better. How did I let this happen? But I didn't realize it was directed towards me. All I knew was I hated him and I was glad it was over and it was kind of scary for me because I didn't know how, how it happened so quickly. So instead of trying to understand why they did it, Understand why you stayed. And this is where the work is, right? Our healing journey is understanding why we, we've let ourselves be in situations we've been in. Not with a judgmental lens, but with a compassionate lens. Looking at, looking at our, and a lot of it comes down to our inner child stuff, right? Things within um, childhood. Okay, 
I'm getting a little bit too deep with that. Let's move on to number six. Um, and I kind of, kind of hinted on this a little bit. Number six, trust your body. What does your body tell you when you're around this person or when you're having certain conversations, right? Do you start to have anxiety just at the thought of them calling you? Cause this is, it could also feel like this excitement, this like, you know, feeling of butterflies and getting super excited about connecting with them. Um, but is it excitement or is it anxiety? <laughs> because the body will tell you. The body keeps the score. The body doesn't lie. So reconnect to it, right? And a lot of the times when we're in really stressful or painful situations, as someone who is highly sensitive, my go-to trauma response, and this is a response, right? It's not a choice. I notice that it happens, but I'm not actively choosing it to happen. It's like a my ego's like protective mechanism is disassociating where there's a part of my, my consciousness that completely checks out because it's too painful to actually be present for. So that's one of the biggest things is learning how to con- stay present within your body through these painful experiences and noticing um, if you are getting to a plate of a place of apathy where you're like, I just don't care. I don't care about anything. Because if you've gotten to that point, it could be that you know your body doesn't feel safe and knows that you're not with someone who is safe. So it's easier to not care about anything than to actually feel your feelings and what you're angry about or upset about or care about. Okay. So that brings us to number seven, forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now, you know, you didn't know then what you know now, of course you have clarity about things you don't want or clarity about certain things that you're like, wow, that was really awful. But you didn't know it then. So do not beat yourself up of, I should have known better. And that's kind of being abusive towards ourself because how are you to know any better? And I'm going to be honest, the most painful experience of relationship and scariest thing I've ever experienced is also at the exact same time, one of the most empowering, transformative experiences of my life. If it wasn't for that experience... I wouldn't have started a podcast all about self-love. I wouldn't have launched into a career coaching women on how to be confident as themselves. And my story was, I didn't, I had to learn how to be myself after relationship. You guys, I didn't even know what I would like to eat because I was so used to someone else criticizing me that I lost trust in myself. I like, I remember going and going to get food and I'm looking at these two restaurants. This was in Costa Rica because I had, I had left the country because I just didn't even know who I was. I didn't know. I know this is extreme, but there were so many life events that piled up that I had to get out. And my highly sensitive soul needed nature and less stimulation. And I just did a 180. My whole life changed. And I remember walking and there was a bunch of restaurants. And I was like, do I want this or that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I started having massive anxiety because I couldn't fucking choose. Because I was so disconnected from what I like. Okay? So... Forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now and trust that what you've been experiencing or what you have experienced is going to help you and support you because through the healing of this, you're going to identify what your unhealthy behaviors are, what your codependency looks like, you know, why you have put up with certain things that you don't deserve or that you know, you, you, you maybe should have walked away and said, fuck you. I'm not going to be in relationship with you anymore. You know, 
but this is the part of the journey. This is how we learn is, is we fuck up. And it's not even that it's a fuck up if you learn something. If you learn something, it's, it's not a fuck up. Because instead, it's just a heartbreak. And that's the, that's the risk of love and putting yourself out there and learning to trust again and learning to trust yourself and trust your discernment that if you see this pattern happening again with a different person, you will know, you, you will have a completely different perspective because you'll be like, oh, I'm going to step back or I'm going to call this out right away because I've been through this and I'm not doing the shit again. The anger is really helpful. You need to allow yourself to be angry versus, oh, I want them to understand me. Why don't they like me? Like, is there something I could have done differently? I think this is my fault. No, that's the manipulation. It takes two to tango. It's never one person's fault. Like sometimes it is, but most of the time in manipulative or narcissistic relationships, they will go above and beyond to make sure that you feel to blame and you feel like the villain, okay? And most of the time it's bullshit. And if you're a sensitive heart and a sensitive soul, you have this desire to just connect to people and be kind and and be artistic and create and explore. And I don't believe that you have a bone in your body that wants to purposely hurt anybody. And so if anyone has ever made you feel like you're a bad person for being who you are, fuck them, okay? Whew, this episode's getting frisky, isn't it? But doesn't it kind of feel good to like connect with some of that rage? You know, and imagine like if you have a daughter or if this, if maybe you have one or maybe you want to have one in the future. Like I'm not, I don't have kids yet, but I imagine like if my daughter experienced that and if some man or woman treated my child the way that I've been treated in situations, ooh, the mama rage that comes over me just thinking about it. And so this is where the reparenting starts to happen of like protecting that sensitive part of ourselves with love and ferociousness at times, you know, and protecting ourselves because um, it's important. It's our job. And this is the process of reparenting. Um, and this is the process of healing. Um, and healing can look a lot of different ways and it could be a lot of different things. So this is just what has supported me, okay? So um, number eight, it doesn't matter if they're a good person. So you know how I'm like over here and maybe it sounds a little too intense for you or I don't know if I'm like, fuck them, you know? But say they're a great person, but they've treated you like shit. Okay, cool. I don't care if they're a great person. They're not great for you and you're not great for them. Sometimes we bring out each other's toxic qualities because one person really wants to please and one person really wants to be pleased or one person really just wants to connect and be understood and one person really just wants to be right and arrogant. So it's just like this negative and positive, um, it's almost like a magnet, not saying like good and bad, but like these two opposite sides with a magnet that perfectly connect. But then there's other parts of the magnet that repel against each other. And so it's, it doesn't matter if they're a good person, if they're not good for you, they're not good for you. So don't justify it in your mind to try and reconnect with them and open up that door again after a breakup to, by justifying like, but they're a good person. Maybe we can change this. Like, no, fuck that. That is like the mind negotiating, trying to, um, like negotiate to try and feel loved. 
You know, maybe, and this is where you can ask yourself that question again. What am I hoping to get out of this? If you're trying to uh, reopen a door of communication, Um, you know, and if you need closure and you need to write a letter, then write it and you can write a fuck you letter of just like anger, releasing the anger and then you can burn it afterwards. Right. And so having the cathartic experience of releasing the anger so it's not in your body But it doesn't mean you have to connect with them. And I think that's so important is like the forgiveness journey doesn't involve them. It doesn't involve reconnecting. It doesn't involve giving them anything. And so that actually brings me to um, number nine. Wait, yeah, this is number nine. Um, Talking about them or journaling about them is not giving them anything. I used to avoid, like, I did so much, like, personal development and, like, these hypnosis and this meditation and, and these different, like, group therapy things, and I would never bring him up. And it was the source of all my pain, but I never brought it up because my ego was saying, he's already taken so much from you. Don't give him another breath. Don't give him another thought. Don't give him anything because he's already taken so much. That's what my mind was saying. But I didn't realize that I wasn't giving him anything by talking about him. I was giving myself healing by purging out some of these memories and getting clarity around what the fuck was actually going on. Because there was so much confusion, which led to disassociation, which led to me like not even feeling like it was my own life experience. And so by journaling about it, by talking about it, by writing about it, um, whether it's with a professional or with your own journal or with a best friend, is for you. You're not giving them anything. It's instead allowing you to heal, okay? Um, I think that's it. I think, I think that's all my tips. That's, that, those are... Those are the top nine tips that I have for you um, today. And so I'm just going to do a little review of these tips to help after a breakup. If you're experiencing that frustration, if you realize there's some manipulation, um, I'm a sensitive soul too, and I've been right where you are. Maybe not the exact circumstances, but I've been there with the emotional overwhelm and the confusion and this, I, this, this feeling of like, who am I? Why am I, why, how did this happen, right? So number one, when you're experiencing that breakup afterwards, cut off all contact and don't make it easy for yourself to like, to like stalk, you know what I mean? Because we need to protect your boundaries and your energy and your headspace and not let it be hijacked with the obsession of wanting to know what's going on in their life or wanting to understand. So we're going to cut off all contact and focus on you and your healing, and your relationships within your life that are healthy. Number two, um, confusion is the number one sign of manipulation. So just check in if you've had confusion, you know, and start to journal and write it out. Uh, Number three, connect with the people you haven't talked to in a while. Reconnect with those relationships, those, those friends or family or whatever it might be. Number four, consider talk therapy. I highly recommend betterhelp.com. It's super user-friendly and super affordable. Uh, Number five, stop trying to understand or justify why they did what they did. Instead, try to understand yourself, understand your own patterns, but you will never be able to truly understand why they did what they did 
because that's their their life, their world. Like it's the desire to understand is also the desire to control. And that's something you need to release and focus on the role you played and how you can be able to discern in future relationships, if you see that pattern again, how you would want to show up differently next round, more powerfully, more assertive. Um, number six, trust your body. If you get anxiety around them, they're, they're likely not good for you. And that's your body signaling something needs to be addressed or maybe something needs to be said. Uh, number seven, it doesn't matter if they're a good person. If they've continuously hurt you emotionally, God forbid, not physically, but you know, if there's been any signs of abuse where like your friends are like, whoa, that's gaslighting or whoa, that's really toxic, you know, it doesn't matter if they are a good person. Here's the thing. You are such a loving, sensitive, beautiful, incredible, artistic, creative, energetic person. You will see the good in everyone. I'm the same way. I want to dig and dig and dig until I see the good in everyone because I want to understand them. I want to see humanity for what it is and I believe it's good. But it doesn't matter if they're, if, if you have found that gem within them and maybe you're the only one that knows about the gem. It doesn't matter. If they've continuously dragged your heart through the mud and if you wouldn't wish this relationship upon your sister or your daughter or one of your friends, it's time to let it go. You deserve to feel loved, to feel worthy. You deserve to feel confident. You deserve to feel safe in your relationships, right? Let's talk about safety and ability to be goofy and express yourself. Like let's talk about our nerve system. How does your nervous system respond to this person? So it doesn't matter if they're a good person. Number eight, forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now. And number nine, talking about him or her or journaling about the thoughts and the memories is not giving them anything. It's healing you. Forgiveness does not require reconnection. Forgiveness does not require um, it to be right or wrong, right? You can forgive that person even though it was really wrong, right? It doesn't mean that it's okay. It's saying, it's saying I am no longer holding on to this pain because it's really fucking heavy and I don't want to hold on to it anymore. That's what it is. It's saying, it's looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. I will fight for you. I'm going to learn to love you. I'm going to learn to fight for you. And, and it's okay. And I forgive you. And we're here and we're safe and we're loved. We're safe and we're loved. You know, giving yourself that space to talk to yourself, to reconnect with the part of you that was lost in this relationship. Because I promise she's there and I promise that she can rise back up, okay? Is it going to be easy? No, it's not. But is it going to be worth it? Oh, fuck yeah, it is. And just to give you a little perspective, like that relationship that rocked me, that was like 2013, 2014. So like six, seven years ago. It took seven years before I met someone who was in a healthy relationship seven years, but it was so worth it because I learned how to be on my own. I learned how to truly be happy by myself instead of feeling like I was missing something because I was single, having so much fun being single, creating that relationship with myself. Like single does not equal loneliness. I've felt, I've felt lonelier in relationships than I have felt being single and with true authentic connection and, and community. So if, if this 
podcast has supported you, reach out, send me a message. Like, I don't know, maybe we need to create like some type of uh, WhatsApp chain for um, for all of the women out there, including yourself, if you've been experiencing breakups, just to, just to check in, just so you know you're not alone because I'm not kidding you. It's like the exact same message that I get on Instagram from you guys listening. It's like the exact same thing around breakups and around realizing that there was a man out there that was treating you really awful and dragging your heart through the dirt. So I don't know. I'm not sure what that's going to look like of building a community where you can somehow feel connected and you can reach out to other people and other women that that understand how your mind works and understand what you've been feeling and experiencing. So I don't know what that's going to look like. But in the meantime, I'm on Instagram and you can send me a message there. Um, if there's certain things that have helped you or if there's another topic that you really want me to speak into or, or talk about, this this episode was created based off of a conversation I was having in the DMs this morning. I was DMing back and forth with a lovely woman who's experiencing heartbreak right now. So... The idea, like the whole reason I started this podcast was to support other women in their self-love and empowerment journey. So if there's a way that I can support you further, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Kelsey Low Show, um, K-E-L-S-E-Y-L-O-W-S-H-O-W, Kelsey Low Show. And that's where you can find me. Um, and I'm sending you so much love. I hope you know that I I truly love you, I stand for you, and I see you. So thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Cute Podcast. If you love this episode and you want other people to be able to hear about it or you know someone specific that needs to hear about it, like I really appreciate when you guys do that. Taking a screenshot or just pressing share if you're listening on Spotify and share it to your Instagram stories. Um, That is super helpful. But at the same time, like maybe it's just sending a text message to a friend that needs to hear it if you're not wanting to post anything publicly. Wherever you're at, however you're feeling is perfectly perfect. I am Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach and host of Joyfully You podcast. And I love you. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope these nine tips on healing from a breakup have supported you today. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode.